Welcome to Sports Without Borders, Episode 6. Dalen, I interrupted my sleep schedule because I am flipping excited for this week. Uh, the NBA draft is tomorrow night. We all know that Anthony Davis has been shipped off to L.A. for Ooh, way too much. Yeah, boy, yes, he has. <laughs> way, way too much. Uh, but, you know, we just found out, uh, this was just a few hours ago, Mike Conley, we thought he'd be John Morant's little support buddy. He's gone. And so, <laughs> Dude. I, it, that, you and I just talked about this before we got on the, before we started recording. Uh, they're going all in on him. Oh, yeah, they, they, the Jazz are like, all right, Conley's our guy. Let's do this. And they firmly believe that, apparently. Well, we'll get to that in just a few. But uh, also, Brett Favre supposedly making a comeback. We got more on that, which I still am bamboozled by what happened there. <laughs> I have no <laughs> idea what that's about. I'm trying to I'm trying to dive into it more, and I, I just keep finding a dead end. I don't know what's going on. Um, and also... Yesterday was the, uh, I believe it was the 15th anniversary of the greatest comeback that that never happened, where Globo Jim Purple Cobras lost a four-man deficit to none other than Average Joe's Gymnasium, which that that movie was, I think, one of my favorite sports movies, and we're going to discuss the greatest sports movies outcome that is out there. Sport, I can hear you laughing. Sports, What's going on? sports movie, dodgeball. <laughs> hey, you know, it could be a lot worse. It could be cricket. Ah, dude, cricket right is on. the most confusing sport ever. I have it no is. idea how that sport so, works. I would like to say to all the cricket fans, I'm sorry that I just made, made fun of it, but your sport is confusing. And it looks like, incredibly <laughs> difficult. <laughs> it does. Like, I mean, I get it. Like, you're running back and forth at a straight line non-stop but for the love of god like there's no telling how, like and then points are being racked up somehow i'm like what in the hell is going on but before we get into that we got to talk about anthony davis this was the biggest trade you know obviously of the summer it happened just a few days ago the lakers all they got is anthony davis the pelicans okay <gasps> Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, this year's number four pick, the 2021 first-rounder protected numbers 9 through 30. It will become unprotected if they don't land in that range in 2022, which they should get within 9 through 30. Uh, the first-round swap rights in 2023, a 2024 first-round pick with the option to defer that to a first-round pick in 2025. <sighs> <sighs> oh, my God. That, that is so much for just one player. Yeah, dude, but – AD man, that's a guy that can come in with surrounded by the right talent. He can get you a ring, and when that talent is LeBron James, whoo, the ceiling okay. is endless. Okay, it's been going around on Instagram and Twitter forever. Basically, that you know, I want to say it was like four or five years ago. I maybe more, probably more. Where you know you have a star like Dwight Howard, and actually the ages are the exact same. It's kind of freaky. Dwight Howard becomes uh, makes this blockbuster move, goes to the Lakers with Kobe Bryant, who's 34, and now Anthony Davis, who's also 26, moves over to <laughs> moves over to the Lakers with LeBron, who is also 34. That is kind of ironic, don't you think? That they're the exact same age and they're doing this. I mean, yeah, like, and it's the same exact concept. You're getting this big man, you know, with this veteran star power who is still, you know, 
at 34 years old, currently the greatest. I don't know if Kobe wasn't necessarily the greatest because, you know, LeBron was. <laughs> um, I mean, but I mean, yeah, but like. I, I think Anthony Davis is just far better than Dwight Howard. Like, I think Dwight Howard in his heyday, yeah, he went to the finals. He he was, but yeah, you look at the the quality of player over the long haul, and AD is infinitely better. Oh, yeah, Although AD has not had a 30-30 game, so. Okay, I mean, I, I totally get that. I just don't know if I can see Anthony Davis and LeBron James I'm going to sound like Stephen A. Smith here. I just can't see them. Uh, they're trying to they're trying to clear out a max contract spot. I just read that right before we got on. I don't know if that's intended for Anthony Davis to stay in L.A. or if that is to maybe bring in Kyrie or to bring in uh, Campbell Walker. I just I know that they need a point guard because they traded away literally every point guard they have to flipping right and i think that that's a big that's a big move that they made and i'm glad that i'm a celtics fan i'm really glad the celtics didn't uh give in and give up jason tatum because jason tatum is kind of the future of that franchise right now and if they would have given him given him up i would have been like well i guess the celtics just literally threw everything away for one player and now they have nothing because they would have had to give up their 14th overall pick this year I'm trying to see who, uh, um, because yeah, I mean they're trying to create cap space to get another max deal, but I don't, I honestly don't know because when you get a trio, just like they did in Cleveland with LeBron, with Kyrie, Kevin Love, and LeBron, that third person is gonna become the third wheel. They have to take take a step back. That's just how the dynamic works. And right. who took a step back then? Kevin Love, and he played his role perfectly when he was healthy. So when get, he was healthy, when he was healthy, yeah, um, an injury plagued Kyrie Irving as well in that whole scenario. But they got a championship get shipped uh, working together in that dynamic. But who who would be a good fit if they were to trade? And would it almost be better just to put? Kuzma in that slot as the number three in that trio. You could put Lonzo Ball in that, and I would be fine. I but mean, they can't I, get him because they just traded him away. Or I know, I know, but I mean, obviously, Lavar Ball says it's the worst decision in Lakers history. But I agree with Shaq that it's the second worst. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, that's that, probably true. That was hilarious. Um, I okay. They can't get Lonzo Ball back. I was just joking about that because I just I love messing with Lonzo Ball because he's he, just basically he's just basically like everyone's favorite tagline because he's quiet. He lets he doesn't really talk a whole lot. His dad is the one who talks a lot. And I was going to say his like, dad you know does what, all man? the talking for him. Yeah, and you know I'm kind of glad that he left Big Baller Brand. And Big Baller Brand is about to fold because he. When he he is actually a not bad player. Is he a number two overall pick worthy? No. Um, right now, anyway. We'll, but anyway, you could put Kuzma in as that number three, but you know, you know that the Lakers front office 
and LeBron James want to get someone like Kyrie, want to get someone like Kemba that can fill that and make it where it is literally a blockbuster, um, just a big blockbuster um, big three. I think they would get I don't I think they want Kyrie over Kemba, but I think they're gonna get Kemba over Kyrie because I don't know if the Hornets are gonna give Kemba that supermax that he wants. I don't think the Lakers I mean, can necessarily give it to him, but he's more likely to win a championship ring. <laughs> you know, that's second best after well, money in some cases, I suppose. And I'm looking at right now Kyrie is supposedly I don't know how. Supposedly, he is like he is rumored that he is a he is very he is favored to land with the Nets. Obviously, free agency hasn't opened yet, so you can't like he can't like firmly say out loud that he is agreeing with the Nets or he is going somewhere else until free agency opens. I can't remember when free agency opens. Regardless, I if he's going to the Nets, then you your next bet best bet is Kemba Walker and Kemba Walker is a damn good point guard. I mean, I think that him with the Hornets is kind of a laughing, a laugh because I'm over here like, Hmm, Kemba Walker, probably one of the, maybe one of the greatest college years that he, you could ever yeah. have. And then he goes to the Hornets. Like I'll, I'll, put him in the, I'll put him in the top four with, um, with Steph, Kyrie, Dame, and, and then him, I'll put him in that top four point guards in the league. Um, I don't think yeah, there's I, anybody like Chris Paul. I yeah, Chris Paul. No. I mean, yeah, Chris Paul's been kind of like injured a lot, and I, and he's kind of slowly fading out. So I'm not a huge fan of him right now. Right, and now there's all these rumors about him leaving Houston, which unless something leaked. And he's like, oh, my God, no, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. He's not He's he's not going anywhere. I just, I don't. No. I don't see why. I, there has been no real evidence as to him being dramatic with James Harden. Um, it's all rumors. Like, he's not going anywhere. That Rockets franchise is plagued with rumors. I mean, I think anywhere that, isn't it weird that it almost seems like Chris Paul, anywhere he goes, there's always these rumors of like he doesn't talk to. Yeah, because he's a garbage a teammate. Yeah, very true. And like, I mean, I still think that he, James Harden, is ten times better without him on the floor. I mean, we saw that he might win. I don't, I don't think he'll win the MVP this year, but he had a very, he had an MVP caliber season without a doubt. Here's what I'll say: I think James Harden is better with Chris Paul off the floor but I think the team is better with Chris Paul on the floor. Oh, I agree with that. Um, but we totally got sidetracked with Anthony Davis again. We always get sidetracked on the show, Dale, and I, f- I feel like we just basically should call this uh, sidetracked without borders. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> All right. But anyway, I think that Anthony Davis, I, I still believe Lakers gave up way too much, but then again, the Pelicans weren't going to say we're not going to um, give up or not um, bargain for less because at one point they were asking for four first round picks. Yeah, and they and they essentially got it to an agree to a degree because they can option one of those picks from one year to the next. Which I don't know how you can do that, but you can. 
Um, it's just like basically if you see a if you see a player in 2024 that you might be able to get, you can just go, nah. We'll wait until next year. Is that how it works? Well, and here's the thing though: is the Lakers, as they were previous to the AD trade, they were a team that would not win now, but would win in like six years. And that's not what they want because guess what? Braun's gone in four. (laughs) So Braun's going to retire in four. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. He won't. No, he won't. What is he? He's 30. He just turned 36. No, he's 34. Sorry. He's 34. 34. So he'll be 38 come out of this contract and he, he wants to play with his boy. He'll, he'll play till he's 40. Um, he, I think in those last couple years, he'll take some steps down in terms of his, especially I think his focus, especially in those last two or three years is going to focus as much as it is now, it's going to escalate his focus off the court compared to on the court because what, like for him, why does it matter? Um, yeah, but the Lakers right now, they want to win because they have LeBron, they have the capability. So They need to get somebody who wants to win now, which is AD. He is a superpower that can win now. The people they just traded, that's not a team that could win right now. And that's not what they want as a team, as an organization. Yeah, and I mean, I'm just looking at, like, they gave up a lot, though. I mean, the Brandon Ingram. I'm on board. Brandon Ingram. All right, if you're on board, fine. And I totally get it. I mean, I think that Anthony Davis is a superstar caliber player and LeBron and Anthony Davis on the same court. Scary as hell. <laughs> it's gonna, that paint is going to be dangerous. It, no kidding. I feel like it's going to like the final score of a game could be a hundred, let's say 110 to 105. And then they look at the po- points in the paint. It's going to be like, Oh, 80 points were scored in the paint. Got it. I mean, oh, yeah. I feel like it could, I feel like it very well could be. I think that it will be one of those, uh, it'll be one of those teams they need one more. They need. I know that you're kind of riding Kuzma. Kuzma's a great player, not harping on him. I think the biggest thing is that they need – I think they need Kemba. They can't – I don't think they're going to be able to land Kyrie because Kyrie's going to ask for too much. I think they need Kemba, and if they get Kemba, you're looking at your NBA Finals champion right there. Do they did they get rid of Rondo? Do they keep Rondo? I don't even know where the hell Rondo is anymore. Like I feel like he fell off the face of the earth and nobody knows where. Well, he, he got he got I think he got injured again this year. I mean, he's been with, he was with the Lakers, but I think he got injured. Um but now yeah. um apparently the uh uh Patrick Beverly with the Clips um I guess he's uh it said that the Lakers want him, which I would be fine with. Um, like Patrick Beverly, I think is a force to be reckoned with. Um, he had a fantastic year with the Clippers, um, who were, had a big resurgence. Um, and I mean, he's going to free agency. He's going to want that money. He's going to be on a championship team. And I think Patrick Beverly could be also another alternative. If they can't get Kyrie or Kemba, I, I would be, 100% 100% fine with a guy like Patrick Beverly running my team. Right. Rajon Rondo wants to come back to the Lakers, and the team might have interest in his return, but reportedly wants to look at other players first. 
So he is oh, still yeah. on the Lakers. So he's technically still a Laker. It's just the fact that he needs a new contract. And he's 34 as well, so he's getting up in age. Mm-hmm. But if you can, but honestly, if you can choose between Rajon Rondo now and Kemba Walker now, you got to go with Kemba Walker. Oh, absolutely, one thousand percent. Like, and if you, unless no. you were going like the the Rajon Rondo of the, the Celtics, where he was a beast, but that's not the, well. And he's still now. Rondo. Still, he still has that hint. He has that touch, and he he'll come out and do it sometimes. But he's just not consistent enough with today's NBA and I think having somebody with the athleticism and especially the speed that Kemba has um it could be a nice touch um but if they if they were to stick with Rajon Rondo I'd that'd be stupid but I think it would be but like okay here's but if you had no other option and you had to go with Rajon Rondo it wouldn't be terrible but you'd have to I think they could work around it and be fine with it I don't know. That's like option. It's it's Kyrie, Kemba, Patrick Beverly, and then I guess Rondo or whoever you can find. <laughs> <laughs> Just hey, uh, this guy on the side of the road. You look like you could be a point guard. Come here. That or it can <laughs> so, be like in uh, what was it, twenty fifteen or whatever, when LeBron had to play point guard again. <laughs> yeah. And he he oh, still God. went up and 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 averaged like. 32, 8, and 7 or whatever because he's LeBron James? I mean, it's LeBron James, and uh, he is he is a goat, but uh, he is the second. He is the uh, prince goat, as I like to call it, because he's not king goat. We all know who king goat is uh, because I think it was actually like about – I think I just saw this not too long ago. Like 30-some years ago was the um, – to this day was the day that Michael Jordan got drafted by the Bulls, and the rest is history. Uh, I mean, national holiday for Chicago. <laughs> exactly. They throw a parade in his honor, and they, and they all celebrate with just put, uh, doing the Michael Jordan or the Air Jordan um, symbol in the uh, in all the uh, backyard basketball Jesus, courts. Spit it out, RJ, mother of God. <laughs> hey, I interrupted my sleep schedule for this. I'm super tired, so shut up. Uh, <laughs> this. I mean, the post office job is great and all. I'm just tired, that's all. Um, regardless, that is, that's the first, I'd say, major trade that happened. <clears throat> the other thing is Mike Conley. We, just, we talked about that. Mm-hmm. Mike Conley traded to the Utah Jazz, and in return, the Grizzlies are getting Grayson Allen, Kyle Korver, Jay Crowder, the 23rd pick in this year's draft, and a first-round pick next year. So... There's a lot that the Grizzlies are getting because besides the second the second overall pick, they had nothing else. So they needed. I think that having another pick right. is essential. And I mean, they're because right now I think there's six or seven teams this year who don't have a pick at all in the draft, and one of them is the Raptors. It's crazy. And and so I think that you know this moves into our next segment the mock drafts dalen obviously we all know who's going number one and that's bull bull um <laughs> i think followed by that will be taco fall and then i think the knicks will be happy with zion williamson because he fell three uh no, I, <laughs> because he wow that wow goodness <laughs> if zion williamson fell dear lord 
Twitter would explode. Literally, like, yeah, the, the the whole NBA would go insane. Could you imagine if, like, with the first overall pick in the 2019 NBA draft, the New Orleans Pelicans select John Morant, and then everyone just goes, hey, what? <laughs> like, <Wow>. Everyone would <laughs> freak out just as badly as when it was announced that uh, – the Pelicans got the first overall pick this year, which mm-hmm. I thought was hilarious because I was telling you about that, how the Knicks tank so that they can get the Zion Williamson. Surprise, here come the Pelicans with a 6% chance to get the number one overall pick, and they got it. <laughs> God dang right. I mean, and also the Lakers, uh, they had a 2% chance to get the four pick and a less than 1% chance to get the number one pick. And... They, they were projected to get, like, anywhere between 11 and 13. And then they end up getting the number four pick, which helps the Pelicans. So, in all seriousness, I think we can agree. I think you and I can agree on that it's going to go. The Pelicans are going to take Zion. The Grizzlies are going to take John Morant. And the Knicks are going to take Barrett. Yeah, and then I, I think, too, um, that the Cavs um, should pick up uh, Cam Reddish. Off Duke. Yeah, that would be – I mean, that, that was part of their, like, the Duke big three that they kept talking about. Like, when they, when uh, all three of them committed to Duke was those three, Cam Reddish, R.J. Barrett, and Zion Williamson, which I didn't know this, that R.J. Barrett was actually um, ranked by ESPN U uh, 300 was higher than Zion Williamson going into, going into Duke. Wow, really? Yeah, so like the, I think it was like Cam Reddish was ranked 95 out of 100, Zion was 97, and uh, R.J. Barrett was 98. Mm-hmm. I th- I'm reading this um, uh, CBS NBA mock draft, and Cam Reddish at number five going to the Cavs. Um, they said, um, and it actually makes a lot of sense, very similar to a guy like Andrew Wiggins going into uh, the 2015 draft going to the Cavs. Um same guy with just incredible talent. He has a ceiling kind of like Paul George, um, that kind of a talent. But his heart just isn't quite there. And I think that's something that we have seen transpire through Andrew Wiggins' career, which my cousin Darian is a huge Timberwolves fan and wants nothing more than Andrew Wiggins to get kicked off of that team. <laughs> he, every well, single day, he's just like, he sucks. Get rid of him. Well, okay. <laughs> You know, we kind of went to the five pick, but we kind of skipped the number four. We did skip uh, the number four. So I like Darius Garland out of Vanderbilt because um, he's a he's a great guard, and the Pelicans are going to need a strong guard uh, to come to their franchise, especially with how much talent they have. And after John Morant and R.J. Barrett, first off, th- those two are going to be off the board, so the Pelicans should plan – to get another guard after them. And I think that Darius Garland, he played a phenomenal season at Vanderbilt, one that very few people noticed. And I think that if you, that he needs to be picked up uh, going to the Pelicans, unless some team wants to trade with the Pelicans, which I, I feel like the Pelicans could be very well be open to trading because they have literally everything in the world right, right now. And the thing they need more of is, oh, we could use a couple more picks here and there and just become the Celtics of 2013 when they traded with the Nets. Sorry, I'm looking something up real quick. Um, who is – okay, so, I mean, they've got Drew Holiday, 
um, as their point guard right now, which is fantastic. He actually had a really, um, he's had a wonderful past couple seasons. Um, but if they decide to keep this pick, which probably won't, because why do they when they have Drew Holiday, who's kind of had a resurgence? But Darius Garland is an absolutely prolific scorer. Um, with a lot of speed, and um, he's just very electric when it comes to his scoring campaigns. And I think getting somebody like Zion, who we know is going to be just attacking, 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 to have somebody duo that with him, I think that would be a fantastic touch um, to put that um, first season Pelicans offense kind of on board with everybody else. Um, But like I said, they'll probably trade the pick. Well, according to ESPN, uh, it's reported that the Timberwolves, the Celtics, and the Bulls are all interested, and also the Hawks, are all interested in trading with the Pelicans for that number four. I feel like it's going to come down to the wire for the Pelicans. Like, they're going to say, okay, we're going to take we're gonna take X, but we're going to be open to a trade right up until we need to submit the pick. Because, yeah. I mean, I think that they could very well just say, we want your first rounder this year and then we want a protected first rounder next year and throw us some cash that would be what that would be a fair trade for this number four pick because it's a top five pick and those don't come those come very sparingly and i think that would be fantastic to see my Celtics take someone so that we can get some help over here for the love of god and because now that we've lost we're losing Kyrie. And Al Horford, for some weird reason, declined a $30 million option. And so I feel like they just I don't, need I don't blame him. Get out of there. I, I think. Where is he going to go that he's, he's going to get $30 million? Maybe it's not about the money, RJ. Okay. But, maybe okay. he wants to it's go somewhere. It's always some... about the money. You know this. <laughs> the NBA is all about the freaking money. Okay. No, and this I'm Celtics. Right now. Oh, God. Here we go. Go. <laughs> The Celtics have been full of drama. Their dynamic has been garbage. They had that one run, and they lost because they blew it. And tell you what, that team is just young. And Al Horford, he doesn't want to be in that young, dramatic locker room anymore, especially because Kyrie is just destroys every locker room he goes to, basically. So, yeah, I don't blame him. Get out of there. Go somewhere new. See if you can, I don't know, find money elsewhere. Like, it's not about the money. He just wants to get out of that locker room. Okay, I get what you're saying. And I and nine times out of ten, though, the NBA, you know it's all about the money. Am I right or am I wrong? Yeah, but Al Horford isn't a talent that can demand money. Exactly. So where is he going to go that he can actually sign a decent contract? Like, I'm not saying like $30 million a year contract. I'm just saying he's worth at least $10 million a year. Where is he going to go that someone's going to want a, a, quote, aging center so that they can... Aging center. (laughs) That, that quote, comes from me. So, if you want to use it, uh, podcastwithoutborders.com, and you can use it. Regardless, I think that Al Horford made a stupid mistake in leaving the Celtics because, I mean, not only is it for the money... But there's not a whole lot of other options out there that were like, we need a center. I don't know, man. The Celtics were a train wreck, and if I were him, I'd get out of there. I, I'm i fine with it. Leave. 
right, all right. Well, I mean, that's a story for another time. Again, Darius Garland, I think he's going to the Pels because, I mean, unless there's a trade, I think even if there is a trade, Garland's going to go to whomever. I like him. I'd like to see him go to the Celtics. Probably not going to happen because I I think right now the front runner uh, is the Timberwolves to trade. Yeah. Um, But I think that he's going to go number four. Uh, and we, and I think we both agree that Cam Reddish should go five. Um, he's a great, I think, and just to the Cavs. And I'd like to see just a draft day trade. I mean, I, I mean, I think that's what we were hoping for with uh, Anthony Davis to make the whole world explode. But I think that we're going to see it, and the Pelicans are going to be the ones trading the number four again. Let me let me ask you something. What pick in the first round is Bull Bull going to be drafted? What pick? Yeah, I, I'm basing it off of this uh, CBS poll. Um, which pick will Bull Bull be drafted? Are you saying? Oh, so are you saying you want me to guess which one they're thinking he's going to be picked? At, like which pick? Yep. Where? Or I guess where? But where do you think he's going to be picked? You know, <clears throat> I want to say that. And let's hear. Okay, so. Especially with okay, he's so he's seven two with a seven seven wingspan. He can shoot a three, block shots. He's got the talent. His biggest weakness, it says, is his strength. There simply isn't much of it, <laughs> which is I mean, which is I, very I, much the same as Minute Bull back in the day. Very true. And here's the thing: he looks like a twig. I mean, he is. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying like that's a bad thing, but I mean, he is kind of a thin-bodied person. Here we go. And there's he, a, he's seven foot two and two hundred and eight pounds. I'm six foot three and two hundred and twenty pounds. <laughs> <laughs> so oh he's almost a foot taller than me with a seven foot seven wingspan, and I weigh twelve more pounds than he does. <laughs> See, that's exactly like he needs to be about like at least two fifty to two sixty. To be a little bit bulkier, yeah. or else he is just going to be a twig. Um, and that kind of reminds me of uh, one of my. I'll, let me say this real quick. One of my good friends, uh, he's going to Montana State uh, basketball this year. His name is uh, Usman Haruna. Uh, I announced for him when he made his uh, his American debut, as I like to call it, uh, for at Bismarck State College. Because here's the crazy thing: he is from Nigeria played two years of high school ball in Florida. Someone at Bismarck State College went down there and said, we want to give you a full-ride scholarship to play basketball at a junior college, mind you. <laughs> and they said, and they were like, and he was like, all right, let's go. And he told me, he said, I didn't even know what North Dakota was, and he made a huge mistake because he's <laughs> like, it was so cold. I didn't realize it was going to be that cold. And, you know, and, and he he's seven foot. He's a he's a twig. I will say that, but my God, he is just a flipping brick wall in front of the rim. I mean, dude, you got incredible. the talent. You can you can put on the weight late because I mean that's you've seen a lot of those. Even with Giannis, um, he was real skinny when he came into the league. And look at yeah. him now, dude. You work on it. You get those trainers. You get those facilities. You get the resources, and you can put on the weight as long as you have the talent. You can gain that strength. Yeah. So that that happened four years ago, and uh, he so then after he went to BSC, he transferred to East Carolina, uh, and then he 
he didn't play barely any time at East Carolina. I felt bad for him because he was on the bench. And I'm like, I was watching some of the games for East Carolina because I was wanting to see if he would play. And I was watching, and he was just sitting on the sidelines and just uncomfortable because he's seven foot and trying to sit on one of those little flipping chairs. Sounds about and I'm right. Over here just, I'm like over here like, okay, really? He transfers over here, and you're not even going to start him, let alone play him for a minute? And I'm like, this guy's a beast. So then he, he told me he, he wanted to transfer, and he didn't know where. So then I told him Montana, and I think that Montana would be a huge – it would be – you'd be a huge attraction in Montana because I think that would be flipping amazing and the crowd would go nuts watching you play. Because, yeah, I mean, the last seven-footer Montana had was um, uh, Selvig, right? Uh, wasn't Bobby and Krislovich? Wasn't he? No, Fobbs was, um, I think, 6'10". Oh, okay. He was close. but um, Yeah, um, Fobbs, Fobbs wasn't um, seven-foot. Right. So, anyway, um, I don't know if he got lost in translation, so he chose Montana State. And I'm like, you're an asshole because <laughs> now I'm going to have to root against you. You, um, the, you are the enemy now. But um, anyway, so he sat out uh, last year because of NCAA rules, but he's back for one year playing at Montana State, and I'm super stoked. I'm, I want to see if I can announce because I, I feel like he's going to be a starter for Montana State. When you have a seven-foot beast from Nigeria, I feel like he should be a starter. Um but I want to see if I can at least announce his name coming onto the court because that would just be kind of a full circle moment. Because, like, you know, I, I helped him make his college debut, and then I'm almost helping him finish his college career. Oh, that'd be cool. Because he, I think that would be amazing because he's such a nice guy. And so, anyway, we t- I, I had to tell that story because it were, Bull Bull and him kind of are almost similar, except Bull Bull is way too freakishly tall. To answer your question, I think that he's either going to go 19 to the Spurs or 20 to the Celtics. So I'm going to go. I'm going to say the Spurs at 19. Oh, you were wrong. They, uh, I guess you were right on the other one. So CBS has it going, um, going uh, pick 20 to the Celtics. Um, they say you know he's a big boom bust player in this draft. It's he's got the talent, like I said, but the strength and his you know physical capabilities are kind of the limiter on that. Um, Mm-hmm. But especially with Al Horford declining, they, you know, they're going to need some help at the center position. And so Bull Bull could possibly have a pick. And bringing in a center who has the three-point capability that today's NBA demands, it could be a good choice if it pans out. I agree. And, I mean, I like – I think that he would have gotten – I think he might actually go to the Celtics. I mean, to the uh, Spurs. I hate to say that to you because you'd be all aboard the Bull Bull hype train. Uh, but I don't I – feel, I feel like – because the Spurs are right before the Celtics, and if, and the Spurs are looking for a center. So I feel that would be a great fit for the Spurs for Bull Bull to land there. No, I mean, the Spurs The Spurs are good. They've got um, – oh, God, I can't even say their names because they're so insane. I mean, you have LaMarcus Aldridge, exactly. who we know is great, but Jacob Poltel and – um, Davis Bartons, who are good talents that are in there, and I don't, I don't think the the uh, Spurs would draft a center. I don't think there's it's a you know there's a need for that. Um, and I, here we go. I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> they literally have <laughs> they literally have pig nineteen Goga Padiza, who is a center from Georgia. 
Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> what did I tell you? <laughs> so, you know what? Who am I? Um, there hasn't been another player in NBA history quite like Nikola Jokic, but the big, long Batidze has some of the same characteristics. The teenager has also shown a budding ability to shoot the three-pointer. 31.3% okay. last season in the EuroLeague. So, you know what? Disregard everything I say because I'm an idiot. <laughs> exactly. I just pulled up a Bleacher Report just to see what they said. So they have Bull Bull going 20 of the Celtics as well. They have the Spurs also taking a center. And Lord help me for pronouncing this name right. Mufayando du Cabengile. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I said that wrong. Um, I'm, okay, let's try this again. I think I'm so sorry to that Florida state center. I am so sorry, but uh, Florida state center, he was the ACC six man of the year. Um, and I mean, he has, they haven't gone 19 to the Spurs. So it looks like Spurs are looking for a center, but yeah, well, and it's funny. You look at on mine, this Goga Batidza guy, to give you a comparison of size again. So, Bull Bull was 7'2", 208 pounds, and this guy is 6'11", 245 pounds. <laughs> so, okay, just... so, like, so, like, that's actually a reasonable weight for that for that size. But, like, Bull Bull is just thin. And that mm-hmm. is a – I mean, when he gets into the NBA, if he can gain a little bit of weight and get some, get some muscle – Best center in the NBA, no doubt. Well, and he's not he's not gonna be pushing people around. He'll play around the perimeter, he'll he'll play with spin moves and you know, under the basket moves, but he's not gonna be, you know, a force. Um, but hey, right. we'll see what happens, man. It it could be an interesting dynamic. I do have to say if the Celtics draft him, I wanna get a jersey just so I could say bowl on the back. Yeah. <laughs> I would get the jersey. I mean, that'd be flipping awesome. So uh NBA draft is tomorrow night. And so I think it's going to be a bunch of fireworks, especially at the fourth pick. I think the Pelicans are going to trade it. I'm going to make the prediction that they're trading it to the Timberwolves, and they're going to go ahead and take Darius Garland because right now I think that they are the front runners and they have the most to offer to the Pelicans. And obviously the Pelicans are just looking to stock up for now and in the future because they won the Zion lottery. And that's the number one pick that they were looking for. So the fact that they got Zion Williamson, they're almost kind of like, oh, we have a fourth pick too. What are we, what are we going to do now? I will say Darius Garland on uh, a team with Carl Anthony Towns sounds super fun. Yeah, it does sound very fun. Um, so I sent this to you yesterday, Dalen. I didn't know how to react to it. But Brett Favre says he's returning in 2020. Brett the Jet Favre uh, coming back. <laughs> Um, he posted to Instagram, quote, a true champion sticks to his or her calling. I will be coming out of retirement and making my return to play in the NFL for the 2020 season. Stay tuned for more hashtag news. Boy, doesn't that sound like a dad move when you have to put hashtag news? Hashtag news. At the very end? Have to make sure um, this is news. I mean, and then he, del- <clears throat> he deleted it right after. Like, it was within like five well, yeah, minutes after posting because it. everybody ripped him apart <laughs> poor dude i mean okay i sent this when i sent that over to you, i said I, he's gonna need a freaking walker to get out on the field and we all where is he gonna go 
what team is going to take him as a quarterback right now? Hmm. Uh, I would send him to, um, oh goodness, that's actually a really good question. Um, who needs a, a quarterback set? Oh, oh, here we go. Here we go. Send him back to the Vikings. <laughs> shut up. You shut send up. Send him back. Send him back to that purple and white, my boy. Oh, yes, please. He took you guys to the playoffs and he can do it again. And look what happened. The Saints Bounty Gate happened, and that's why we lost. I'm <laughs> going to stand by that till the day I die. The reason that we lost was because the Saints were out to kill Brett Favre, and they nearly did it. Uh, because look he had at the it. best year of. Think he if, had the best if you had to have career, and then he goes out, and then just like the next year, the worst year you can ever have as a quarterback. If if he had to get steroid shots in his ankles during that game, think about what he'd need now. <laughs> um, like an, a steroid IV drip while he plays. I will say, it would be very interesting to see him come in as a coach. I could see him as a quarterbacks coach. Yeah, I, he's not ready for I, he's. He is not ready for an NFL head coach, but he could definitely will. He could be a head. He could be a quarterbacks coach. He could be like a, a mentor for like say an up and coming like, for example, Baker Mayfield for the hell of it. I would or, actually really like to see him coach Baker. Um, I think that oh, would that, be a great actually, comparison. That would be because I mean he. I mean, Brett Favre didn't scramble a lot, but I think that it would still be a great like. Those two would do very well together, and the chemistry would be there. Um, and to, an- to answer my own question about where I think he should go, for the love of God, I think he should just go to the Browns and just be the backup to Baker Mayfield. <laughs> that would be so funny because that that Browns team is so young and hyped, and one night you get old man Brett Farmer, and they're like, back in my day, like... <laughs> Back in my days in the leather helmet era. Somebody take my walker. <laughs> Let me show you a little something that I used to do back in the We 90s. can just to get we can just get um Brett Favre and Jerry Rice out there in their Wrangler jeans. Like <laughs> <laughs> they and they'll he'll they'll be in their Wrangler jeans and their like copper fit athletic sleeves. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's it's gonna be great. And then he's going to be the new Taco John. I mean, the new uh, Papa John's um, flipping spokesperson. So as he goes down, he's just kind of like, "This sack was brought to you by Papa John's, Papa John's. and by Copper Sleeve." It'll be it'll be like in uh, the longest yard when he he'll instead of pulling hamburgers out of his pants, he'll just be pulling out slices of pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, so I think that I think this is all. I think that Brett Favre is not coming back. There's no way he should come back. I just want to know, was he hacked? Was he making a joke? Like, because everybody immediately just ripped him apart. And so I just, I I just want to know why, but hashtag news. He'll tell us more soon. I I love it. I love it. The very end. Just like stay tuned for more hashtag news. It's like, okay, dude, you're way too old to be using hashtags. Stop it. Um, (laughs) Hashtags but, has no has no aim limit, aim age but, limit, aim limit. God, but um, I think this is just all rumors. I don't think he's going to go anywhere. I, if anything, he'll become a coach somewhere. That is it. 
Brett Favre gets um, signed on for three million dollars on a one-year deal with the Minnesota Vikings. No, you're wrong. It'd be a um, a million dollars, and then it'd be unlimited supply of uh, bratwurst from Minnesota. Oh, thank God that that's a deal that I want. <laughs> oh, same here, dude. Like, here. Yeah, man, that's great. Sign me up. Lifetime, lifetime elk tag. Oh my God, please. But um, so that I think this is all just speculation. So we're gonna wrap things up real quick. The last segment we're gonna talk about, though, the greatest movie outcome greatest sports movie outcome of all time dalen what is yours and why is it dodgeball and why is it dodgeball global gym versus average joes uh we are the purple gym i i honestly think and you can dock me points because it's happened in real life but Give give me the miracle, man. Give me the American okay. college kids beating those Russians. I'll take that oh, any that, day. Okay. Kurt Russell, it just come on. He inspire me, get me pumped up for anything. Play me his speech at halftime of that game, and I'm good to go no matter what. I will beat some I, Russians. Oh God! I mean, it is like that. Is I think. I hate. I love. I love to say this. That is the greatest sports movie of all oh, time. Good. My my wife Shelby. Um, she had a college professor that, um, before every exam, um, he would put up like on the projector. He would play that halftime speech by Kurt Russell before every single exam, and he's like, "All that right, awesome. Ace this exam." <laughs> oh, that is awesome. I love it. I think I think that that is a I think it is my favorite sports movie of all time, um, right up there with Remember the Titans. I think that mm-hmm. it, obviously if it happened, it makes it a way better movie. Um, but I, I mean, there's also one of my favorite. You're gonna really love this. One of my favorite sports movie endings is uh, Like Mike. <laughs> <laughs> that was my that was my crap growing up. Gotta like, get them movie, shoes, bro. <laughs> Make me like Mike. Make me like Mike. I mean, seriously, like that was like a fan. And that was actually a pretty good movie. I will say. Oh my God. <laughs> Calvin Cambridge coming in. <laughs> I Okay. Here's another one for you. The, um, uh, the tropics beating the, uh, I guess who was it? The nets and to get fourth place to be during the merger to get into the NBA, um, in semi-pro. Oh right, yep. It's a great. That's a that's another great iconic win, which also yeah, was absolutely. you know in real life, but of course you know like a fictionalized story. But um, that's another right. one I will say is uh, semi pro in uh, the Tropic, uh, Tropic yeah. Thunder. Um, but no, I or the my tropics. favorite, my favorite. Okay, my favorite sports movie that happened, without a doubt, Miracle, Miracle on Ice, uh, because that was a, I mean. Just the story that is told. You have these kids who are none of them are older than twenty one or twenty two. I know it's crazy. And then they and then they go out and beat a team that is literally they got demolished by them early in the earlier in the year ten to three. And then they go out and beat them four to three, beat the Russians. I think it was the greatest thing ever. And I think my favorite my favorite sign in that entire movie was uh, they rolled down this banner where it said um, Russians get the puck out of Afghanistan. I was like, (laughs) yes, yes. So I think Miracle is my favorite movie that happened. My favorite sports movie that we know didn't happen. Dodgeball all the way. Fight me. 
Global Jim. I mean, false to the average Joes. Fred Dolakovich Dipidovinsky. <laughs> Michelle. <laughs> it's just like, I think you've heard of my fitness coach, Eddie, Michelle. <laughs> it's like, it's, <laughs> I, could, I could maybe quote that entire movie. and You I can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. What? <laughs> it's just like, it's just so random, uh, but it is, it is fantastic. And it's like, um, I think it's just, um, I, if I could compare myself though, to any of those people on average shows, I'm Gordon Pibbs all the way. <laughs> I'm Gordon. I'm just like, Oh yeah. You know, we just buried oh, yeah. years. <laughs> L for love. I think another one, uh, we got to give it to Ricky Bobby. Um, yeah. One yeah, in that final true. race, just by that, that hand. Oh yeah. He lost though. He didn't win. We all know that. Come on, man. Sorry. <laughs> we all know what happened. Cal Nutton Jr. actually won because of a whole flipping. You're not supposed to get out of the car and go on a foot race. Oh, that's right. True. Well, you know, in spirit, he won. In spirit, he didn't flip and die. That's true. Uh, but he got a knife in his leg. <laughs> I got two knives in my leg. <laughs> God, I feel like we could just do a whole hour-long episode of just, like, us quoting sports movies. Probably. Sports movies are the greatest movies of all time, man. They're the the best. So, we're going to wrap up this week's episode. NBA Draft is tomorrow night. Podcastwithoutborders.com. And Sports Without Borders, I'm RJ Hess, Dalen Turk. As always, Dalen, hit your guts. Thanks, buddy. Like what you hear? Visit podcastwithoutborders.com or like us on Facebook.